Welcome to the Sports Cabbage Podcast. I'm your host, Garrett. Looking forward to interacting with all of you. Uh, I've put this off too long. It's just time to record, put out the content, and get this thing going. So apologies in advance if the first couple episodes are a little choppy. Again, I keep coming up with reasons why to postpone. I got home. Uh, it's Monday night, April 29th. Got the Philly uh, Raptor game on in the background. And I just said, what the heck? We got to get this thing uh, recorded, get some content going, get some interactions going with all of you. So I'm looking forward to it. Tonight, I just want to sort of outline the approach that I'm going to take with this podcast, what it's all about, what we're going to talk about. It's mainly uh, my initial reasoning for starting the podcast is to interview other collectors, people that have been in the industry, been in the hobby, um, and just get a feel for what they're all about. You know, it's been a long time since I collected cards. I got back into the hobby a few months ago, and it is a world of difference between now and when I collected as a kid back in the 80s. Like many of you, Thought that the cards that we collected in the 80s were going to put us through college. That didn't happen. Now you get in the game and they've got you know national treasure brands and very expensive rookie patch autograph cards, relic cards. I mean, they've got everything that you could imagine. So coming up with your own personal collection, your approach for collecting cards. I'm curious what other hobbyists are doing. Uh guys and gals that own card shops, how they find the cards they want, how long they've been doing it, tricks of the trade, stories, things like that. I think it'd be really interesting to to interview other folks that have been in this industry a lot longer than I have and get their take on, on the hobby that we end up all finding a ton of enjoyment. Uh, it reminds us of our childhood, reminds us of fun sporting events that we've attended Uh, It's also something that we can pass down to our children if you have kids of your own, if you don't, nieces, nephews, people in your own family, friends. So it's just a really cool hobby that's morphed over time that's really fun to explore. And it's it's in the sporting world, so it's a a topic we all know and love. Uh, So interviewing other hobbyists, uh, sports takes, obviously I have, you know, I I keep tabs on what's happening in the sports world. I'll throw out some takes, talk about some of the best breaks that I'm seeing, that I'm involved with, that I'm participating in, help to facilitate getting an understanding of that breaking concept. Again, it's a way for those of us in the hobby that don't want to drop, you know, a thousand plus on a national treasure box. You can participate Try to collect some cards at a fraction of the cost. And then just talking about cards. things, Cards I'm chasing, cards I'm acquiring, cards I'm selling, cards I have. Cards that many of you may have that, that you want to tell a story about. I can help facilitate that through the podcast. So that's really the genesis behind the podcast is from a content perspective. Interviews, takes, breaks, and cards. Now tonight, again, I'm going to keep this short. Uh, going forward, you know, 15 to, to 30 minutes per podcast. I mean, once you get going, these things can go forever. But that's that's going to be the goal to try to keep it to 15 to 30 minutes. Um, tonight, just 
I want to talk about three topics. The first one is Jokic with the Denver Nuggets. I mean, the amount of money that they're now paying this guy is astronomical. Uh, I did some research. So his first three years of his contract, he was in that you know million to two million rookie contract range. I believe last summer in 18, they renegotiated his contract. I had the numbers, and I'll post it on my Instagram page. But starting in 2018 and 19, I mean, this dude is pulling in some serious scratch. He is, I want to say his contract's in the $26, $27 million range. Again, I'll get the exact numbers and post it to my Instagram once this thing goes live. But for the next five years, this guy's on an escalating scale starting at $26, $27 million. Now, you look at his stats, they're unbelievable. For a big man, I think this last year he averaged 7.3 assists, which is huge. You know, above 20 points uh, average per game. Rebounds is up there. For me, though, I've watched him in this playoff series, obviously just the first series against the Spurs. Awesome passer. He's got this Euro background. Uh, Big dude. Uh, You know, if he's hitting the weight room, it it hasn't started showing yet because he's just, you know, he's kind of just a – He's got some baby fat, just a big dude, takes up a lot of space. He's got a soft touch. He makes great passing. He makes some shots. But here's the thing that I struggle with. Uh, the Nuggets have made it to the second round, which is great. Um, they're going to take on, I believe, Portland tonight. I'm excited to see how that goes. But you're paying the dude close to $30 million a year now going forward. I think it's, it's lower than that in the first couple of years. It's $26, 27000000 million. He's not showing himself as the dude that wants to take the last the last second shot. Now, you could argue that Denver has one of the weaker teams left in the playoffs. You know, I just, with the stat line and then the guy, you know, isn't, he's not going to take the last shot necessarily. He's not going to be, you're not going to put it in his hands and he's not going to create a shot from three to win the game. At least that's what it appears. Again, I don't have a ton of history with the Nuggets and these guys, but in watching the series this year, I was I was becoming intrigued with who he was as a big man. To me, it feels like he's popped out of nowhere in this year, and it's like everybody's talking about Jokic, the Joker, and what he's doing. For me, again, I haven't been an avid fan of Denver in the past few years. I liked when they had Moutier, but they've kind of been struggling in the last few years. They break out this year, and this guy comes out, to me, from you know nowhere – they're paying him a huge amount of money, and it's like he's not even your go-to guy necessarily at the end of the game. Or even if he is, I don't feel like there's a ton of confidence that he's going to create his own shot and make it happen. So that's my take on Denver. Excited to see him play the the Trailblazers tonight and see what happens. Everybody's been talking about switching gears, talking about Warriors-Houston. I'm just about sick of all the crybaby calls um, that all the stars are making. I mean, I, I can't tell if it's they've been conditioned over the last few years. They've gotten the calls in the regular season. They continue in the in the postseason. It's like every time there's a foul against Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, uh, Draymond Green, Kevin Durant, uh, even Chris Paul, the Beard. It's like they look around and they're just flabbergasted that somebody called a foul on them. I'm sick of the flopping. It's just. It's so boring to look at them and they don't get a call their way. 
and they're just screaming at the refs and their faces contorted. I mean, it's just driving me crazy. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. It feels like it slows the game up. To me, it's like just play play through it. I mean, I think back to those days when um, the Knicks and the bad boys and the Knicks and the Pistons would battle and they'd be under the boards and they'd clobber each other and murder each other and blood and on the floor and elbows and you know, maybe maybe they cried about it back then. I was, you know, I was a teenager watching a lot of those games, and I just don't remember the crybaby calls that a lot of the stars are getting away with now, and it, maybe not getting away with, but trying to plead to the refs for their case. I just want to see basketball. Fouls are going to be a part of it. Playoff basketball is going to be rough. It's like who can shine, who can overcome, who can get it done. I just want to see somebody grind and get it done and stop complaining. It's so boring. So, And then the last thing I want to hit on in this introductory pod, I posted over the weekend on Instagram on at uh, Sports Cabbage. Looking at the draft, I watched a lot of the draft, and I'm trying to look ahead and say, okay, for 2000, for the football season, NFL football season 2019 and 20, who are the teams? Who are the players that are going to be fun to collect? Um, obviously, this last year when I got back into the hobby, you know, it was the Giants were hot, the Browns are hot. Actually, I didn't put the Browns in my top five going forward, but I think there's an argument to be made that they are back. In, they should be in my top five. I put out a way too early top five of teams that. I personally am going to look forward to collecting. I think they might be the hot teams. They've got some fun players. Um, but the the teams that I put in no particular order are going to be the Arizona Cardinals, the Baltimore Ravens, the Denver Broncos, the Oakland Raiders, and the Washington Redskins. So if we look at Arizona, and again, Kyler Murray, everybody talked about his height. I don't know about y'all. If you saw the draft, you saw him in his pink suit, and you saw him walking to the front stage to meet Goodell. I mean, this dude is thick. Uh, I haven't watched a ton of tape. I watched the Texas OU game last year. I watched, you know, uh, the games in the playoffs. Um, he's aggressive. He's he's stout. He's thick. He can throw. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, Arizona picked up a lot of fun talent. There's a dang good chance that, you know, they picked up Hakeem Butler late. Um, let's see. I think he might have been the fourth round out of, out, of, out of Iowa State. He looks like a baller. Um, they picked up another wide receiver out of Fresno State. They got some off, offensive line talent. Uh, they picked up a receiver in the second round out of UMass. So it's interesting. I was a little bored with the first round, to be honest with you. There was a lot of defensive ends, a lot of offensive line talent. Looking at the skilled positions, um, you know, going through, you know, the draft picks, um, there just weren't a ton in that first round. But Kyler Murray, I could see him being a fun person to chase this next year. I hope he does well. They're bringing in Cliff Kingsbury. You know, you talk about the air raid in the NFL, and that's definitely beyond my pay grade. But it'd be fun to see a little bit more of the spread, fast pace, score ton in the NFL. I think that's been hard to do in the past. I also think about the running quarterbacks with Michael Vick, uh, Johnny Manziel. Um, you know, these guys get banged up. They get chased down. They get squashed. And so 
it'll be fun to see if Kyler Murray can do it. Um, but he'll be fun to chase. Baltimore, man, these guys picked up Marquise Brown, receiver out of Oklahoma in the first round. Um, Miles Boykin, they picked up out of Notre Dame. They picked up some defensive ends, but they picked up Justice Hill out of Oklahoma State. Um, and then Trace McSorley out of Penn State in the sixth round. It'll be interesting to see. I saw him play a few times in college. He's He was an athlete. He was a baller. Is, is that somebody they're going to keep at the quarterback position? Is that somebody they're going to try to – you know, change positions. Uh, I haven't heard anything, but it'd just be interesting to see uh, if he's going to back up um, in those quarterback ranks. But they picked up some fun, seemingly explosive guys, uh, got some offensive line talent. Baltimore seems like they've had two good back-to-back draft years. Uh, They moved their quarterback to Denver, Joe Flacco. Now they've you know, gotten rid of him. It just seems like a fun team and brand. And some, you know, for me personally, I'm looking forward to collecting uh, the Baltimore Ravens going forward. Looking at the other teams uh, that have put in my top five, Denver, the Broncos, they picked up Noah Fant, tight end out of Iowa. A lot of talk about him. A lot of talk about his great hands. They picked up Drew Locke out of Missouri. A lot of people think Elway's got plans for him to be, you know, Learn behind Joe Flacco, give him a couple years, get in there. You know, the things I heard about um, Drew Locke were just footwork and accuracy. Like he's got a cannon of, of an arm from what I hear. But just some of the some of the finer points of the game, they need to work with him on and get, and get squared away. Um, they picked up some receivers, offensive tackle. So Denver, from a from a skilled position, I think Noah Fant's going to be a fun fun person to collect over the next year, and Drew Locke as well. Um, anticipating and sort of speculating on his rise in value over the next few years. Oakland again, a lot of people were giving Oakland crap. Uh, they picked up you know DN from Clemson. Um, they picked up Josh Jacobs, running back from Alabama. You know, they picked up, you know, a tight end from LSU. Hunter Renfro, who looks like he's about 12 years old, the receiver out of Clemson, who feels like he's played there the last eight years. They picked him up. So it'll just be interesting. Um, they've got some fun, talented, it seems like outgoing guys that would be fun to collect over the next few years. Josh Jacobs, first rounder, 24th pick. You know, there weren't a ton of position players or skilled quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, big names in that first round. And so I think it'd be fun to get some Josh Jacobs rookie cards and stash them away and see what he does over the next couple of years. And then finally, the Washington Redskins. I really like Dwayne Haskins' um, attitude. I'm not a huge Ohio State guy. I used to work with a guy that uh, rocked the Jim Trestle vest like every day at work. Um, I can respect what they've done. I think they had the most players taken out of the NFL draft this this last go-around. But I saw an interview with Dwayne Haskins and the fact that he got passed up by the Giants, the fact that he didn't go until 15th. I think he feels like you know he's got slided by the league a little bit. He's got a chip on his shoulder, and he wants to go prove something. And although I am a Cowboys fan, they're, they're my personal collection. They're my the team that I follow. And that I get obsessed with. Uh, I can respect the Redskins for taking Dwayne Haskins. 
and I hope he does well. I hope he uses that chip on his shoulder to get really, you know, to get good in the NFL and to change his life and the life of his family. Uh, it seemed like, you know, a fun interview. You know, I know he wasn't happy with where he went, but, you know, that type of thing could motivate a guy for uh, many years to come. And uh, they picked up Bryce Love out of Stanford, running back fourth round. Um, you know, he had an awesome season two years ago. Last year, he fell off the map a little bit. I saw him play live, um, you know, when when they played Utah. You know, seems like a great running back, but who knows? Some, something happened with him in this last year that caused him uh, to lose some ground in, in the NFL draft. But one dude that I don't know a ton about, but I've looked up, and I, I believe this is the guy, Montez Sweat from Mississippi State, defensive end. I believe going into the draft, and, or at least going into the combine, he was one of those guys that was like a top 10 potential pick. I think there were some issues when he got his physicals, uh, doctors looking at him, the walls of his heart, all the technical terms, there are some issues there, and I think that it caused him to drop in the draft. Now, if I've got that mistaken, definitely um, you know, shoot me an email, let me know, I'll correct it on the next pod. But it, he's somebody I heard a lot about. Again, dropping within the first round, he went with the 26th pick. Uh, again, I think he was projected at least a few months ago to a lot high, go a lot higher than that. Uh, but where the Redskins picked him up, Hopefully the dude's healthy. Hopefully there aren't those issues um, that were being speculated on and that it's something that he can overcome and get to a good situation, help the Redskins do well, um, and again, change the life of not only himself but his family. Uh, it seemed like a good story. I saw a few uh, you know, reports on him. He seemed like a good kid, so I'm excited to follow him and potentially collect him over the next year, get some rookie cards and sit on him. Because uh, I think s- some of his his uh, measurables were off the charts and people were really excited about him. That's all I have for tonight. I'll get this thing recorded. I'll get this thing pushed to iTunes. Hopefully we'll get it released in the next 48 hours. Look forward to interacting with all of you. Um, thanks for getting me back in the hobby. I look forward to um, talking about the the hobby that we love so much and all, all the little things that we chase and looking forward to uh, interacting with all of you guys. Have a good night.